looks as if Microsoft Bing has released a new AI. And uh, haven't heard anybody talk about Bing in a while. Except on those uh, television shows where there's paid promotion for it. And all the characters, they don't say, we gotta go on Google. Or they don't say search engine, they say, we gotta go on Bing. Maybe, maybe Bing has the answer. And it's always funny when that happens, because nobody uses that search engine. It's, it's not true to real life. I also like it on the shows when they can't get the proprietary rights to Google, so they they have, like, a fake search engine, like Finder Spider. On Dexter, it was Finder Spider, <laughs> which is a great name for a search engine. They should do that. But, yes, there's a new AI f- from Bing, and it has reignited people posting AI images all over Twitter. Um, and I, you know, of course, like anyone that makes visual art themselves well not like anyone there's some people that make visual art that are more receptive to technology to the technology but um when it first came out or when it first became widespread um when people could access it easily and everyone was inputting their own prompts into it um i had an initial revulsion to it just uh on the one level uh, it obviously presents a problem for artist labor, you know. Now you can uh, do something that would initially take something, someone a, lar- a long amount of time in an, in an instant and get it to the degree of detail that the average person won't notice mistakes like, you know, fucked up fingers or anything like that. Um, and... Uh, yeah, so there's the obvious labor problem. There, there's a practical problem with it, which is that this, uh, if it progresses and it gets normalized, and worse off if people learn to start paying for it, uh, then there's going to be an incentive to uh, value this machine-generated artwork over the labor of humans. And, you know, we... Uh, we we like the labor of humans, right? I thought that was I thought that was good. I think um I think the reason why it's a little easier for people to you know not care about this as much uh is because you know nobody likes fucking artists. Who likes fucking artists? You know they're all they're whimsical. Their jobs don't mean anything. You know it's not really important. <laughs> you know I mean it is important, but it's like you know you're not. You know, not everyone can be the bard on the commune, you know? <laughs> you know, you, you're going to have to really scrap for that position. Um, so, yeah, I think there's just... Uh, people don't necessarily feel for uh, the plight of artist rights, unless it's an artist they themselves sympathize with. But even then, I think, you know, uh, the value of that labor is, is always... Uh, questioned especially now that we live in an era where art is just oversaturated you have infinite choice already you know we have enough of uh, we live in some sort of luxury even though our empire is falling and you know we're you know things seem to be getting slightly worse or you know we're seeing the cracks in our previous system we still live in uh, a world of relatively unprecedented luxury in Canada and North America, and that creates a lot of need for entertainment or leisure products or, 
not even knee, but it also, you know, it ju- just uh, the fact that, you know, the the way that media has pl- proliferated and has become the dominant, what what feels like the dominant export of North America, you know, forget about any of our natural resources or what we manufacture here you know it's it's our media that really gets out there you know even in canada well i don't know canada we have a lot of minerals a lot of mining problems we we do have a focus on natural resource extraction maybe in a much heavier way than america but still you know um we're we're about our cultural exports as well our terrible right-wing cultural exports to america and then you know Drake is the most popular fucking rapper in the world. How did that happen? How did we allow this to collectively happen? <laughs> to allow this incredibly corny man uh, to become so influential. Um, that's a lot of the AI art images I'm seeing that people are generating of, uh, you know, Drake in the Holocaust. Or, you know, it's funny. It, it, there's the thing. Here's the reason why this AI art shit is not going away. It's fun. You know, I'm sorry to break it to artists. I won't you I'll never use it myself. I hate it. I abhor it. I think it is the worst thing on earth. But I'm not, you know, I can't necessarily fight against people who are using it to just have a larf, you know, make their, you know, it's, I don't really think there's a one-to-one relationship between them doing that and me experiencing any sort of financial hardship or uh, personal damage from it yeah i guess you could say that you know every little use of it adds up and it normalizes it but you know it's trying not to be a fucking school marm here you know it's i i think there's a way to you know use it to an extent where it's clear that you still support the art and artists you're just having a larf with it um i think if you're using it i think if you're using it for goofy jokes and shit or like yeah, something that I practice, one of the most frequent comedy ideas you can practice with images or drawing is you combine two things from pop culture. It's a classic thing. He is, he is Drake and he's with Goku. He's Drake and he's in the hunter, hunter clothes, you know. Here's Drake and he's, you know, uh, in, in Bluey or, what, <laughs> or whatever. You know, everyone likes these pop culture combinations. It's funny. Um, some, and, you know, that seems to be what this is good for. <laughs> More than anything else is sort of, uh, if, if your original, if your thing was that, combining two things from pop culture, like if you, if you staked a lot of your artistic career on that, then this sucks. This really sucks. <laughs> you know? There, this whole industry of like, ah, you know, it's Garfield, but it's also, uh, uh, it's also, <laughs> um, Pride and Prejudice? Oh my god, you know, but now you can do that with an image generator, so you gotta, you know, and I did this, you know, I, I think I've made a couple of jokes like this, you know, pop culture thing combined with other pop culture thing. I like doing it, it's funny, it tickles my brain to me in, in you know, in a non-challenging a stupid way, but maybe we should leave these mashups up to the machines. <laughs> you know, maybe we should search deeper inward uh, than you know, uh, combining <laughs> two pop culture things. Maybe it's fine that the machines are able to handle this. Maybe there's something um, 
<laughs> that we could be doing and which is you know not if you if you do that thing and that is your art style and that is your artwork you know good good on you i'm not i'm not you know denigrating you for that but this seems to be like um you, you know if you if you don't have if you otherwise don't have an idea <laughs> no nah, I'm, I'm kidding i'm kidding um but yeah, it's something that's, if you just want to even just give yourself a drawing challenge, which is, you know, part of the fun of being a cartoonist is like, I want to draw SpongeBob, but do in, in Kaneda clothes from Acura and he's doing the Acura slide, you know, it's fun to draw, you know, but it's not like, are you seriously, what are you seriously communicating with this, you know, <laughs> you know, Maybe we should have, you know, this this division of sort of pop culture reference-heavy art that um, is not communicative of anything. Maybe that deserves to exist just as much as any other format. But, uh, you know, maybe, and you know, I'm sure there are examples you can show me of, like, uh, you know, some sort of sad Bart Simpson painting where like Bart is is mourning somebody and but it's it's like really well done it's 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 done in the style of like a renaissance painting or something like that you know i'm sure there have been emotionally affecting pop culture pieces and whatnot but uh you know it's uh you know maybe it's time to maybe the machines the the, the utility of the machines being these these sort of uh, images, maybe they're telling us we need to find something else to differentiate ourselves. And, you know, and the reason why I'm saying this is because um, there is this feeling like I can't stop this. You know, there's what what can we do? Can we legislate against this? Are we going to campaign? Are you going to have the cartoonist lobby, the pop culture combination? lobby? <laughs> you know, are we going to go to Congress? It's like, I want to draw the Peanuts gang, but they're JoJo's Bizarre Adventure as well. And the machines are, <laughs> you know, what are we going to do? Are we going to form that lobby? Um, I think, you know, that uh, the other thing that it's uh, good at doing is, uh, I, I mean, there was another image that was being shown of, uh, of a large uh, black man kicking a uh, alligator and uh, people were sharing this image and they were it seemed to be uncritically enjoying it, uh, even not realizing it was AI generated. And you know, it's what, what can I say? It's a fun image. What do you want? It's f the fucking thing is they made the fucking thing fun. What do you want? I'm sorry, the tech bros, you know, th they're assholes, but they made a fun thing, which sucks because <laughs> you know, it's now there's another fun thing that I gotta compete with that uh, does not take any labor but instead of instead of being like a whiny fucking mope about it i have decided to let it empower me instead i will make better content i'm not even gonna call it i will make art i will make fucking art out of spite i will make things you have never seen before i will defy your machines i will defeat the machines yeah there's there's that aspect of it as well but I think there's also, um, it, it, it's funny when you see a person that is really not equipped with any, uh, sort of understanding of what makes art, you know, satisfying, even on like a basic level, even on like an Adam Sandler movie level, they have no concept of like, well, how do you make, how do you watch like a, 
a movie and it and it uh, stimulates you the entire way. So it's funny to see these people with no concept of that who don't have any writing ability or have never put any thought into it attempt to generate these AI movies with some sort of depth or import and um that does create funny results as well because it's it's uh you get to see someone's very bland imagination <laughs> uh sprawled out onto uh this seemingly elaborate uh pseudo realistic but disturbingly smooth and uncanny computer generated world in an instant and, you know, that's also, you know, that's fun, too. It's fun to see morons attempt depth, and now they have a medium in which they can attempt depth in a much more uh, psychologically revealing and disturbing and uncanny way. So that's, you know, that's going to be fun. You know, and that's uh, another thing that <laughs> you just have to... Like, I'll never... I'm never going to generate a fucking AI image. I can't... I, I feel like I, I morally... There's some sort of cartoon code that's binding me against it. You know, not even for funsies, I can't even do it. You know, it's just, I, I can't even, uh, you know, it's, I feel like it is the enemy, the encroaching thing that I have to constantly fight against. Because, uh, you know, I think I, I, I prize a sort of organic quality in my work, even though it's, distributed digitally and there's nothing really organic about it because it's all ones and zeros and but you know i i at least in the way that people consume it but i i do draw them on real paper and i i scan them in and that sort of i don't i'm not really good with technology i'm, I'm sort of a, a luddite in in a lot of respects i i know how to you know click through a menu on a on a browser in order to you know upload a podcast or whatever but that's the extent of my technical knowledge you know so uh there becomes a i don't know but i've always had a desire to be or you know that's my obsession with body horror as well i've never been like uh obsessed with technology i've i've been obsessed with uh you know goo and organs you know I've always uh, wanted, that's what I've wanted to draw or been attracted to is not, you know, the nice right angles of the digital world or the smoothness of the digital world, but sort of a, a roughness or a rawness or a dirtiness. So it's even like on like a fundamental aesthetic level, I feel repelled by it. You know, it, it is just something so counter to my experience and what I want to express um, and what I've sort of learned is is a much more satisfying form of art one that gets to you know the root of of your difficulty and really confronts you with um uh the beautiful nightmare of life you know uh, i i it, it is difficult to see how machines can currently do that um i mean not not that uh, uh i here's the thing i and I guess I'll put I'll put data from Star Trek on the on the cover for this episode to be maddening. There's a part of me that desperately wants there to be a robot that can produce art. You know, there there's that that sounds really cool to me because you know, as a child, I love fucking data from Star Trek, and um, the uh, I I love the fact that data painted or he produced he compulsively produced art 
in an attempt to understand what it was to be human. And, you know, he he didn't have his emotion chip or whatever, but he was... They, I don't know how they 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 get around it in the show. They say, he, well, he doesn't have emotions, but he has familiarity and some sort of affection, which is actually, you know, beautifully rendered. I sort of like the idea of somebody coming by closeness or intimacy, but in a non-emotional way. Like, there's that great scene where uh, Data is, I think, getting Worf to babysit his his cat to get to babysit Spot and. It's giving him all these sort of little care instructions. Tell him he's a pretty cat, you know. And, you know, Data comments constantly on the fact that, you know, he tries to produce art, he does string quartets, he does paintings, but because he is a robot, essentially it is all predetermined and perfect, and it sort of lacks the necessary imperfection of the human meat that really creates art. But And as an audience, you're meant to be like, no, Data, you are a real boy. You are, and you know, eventually, because uh, as it goes back to season two, Measure of a Man, Data is a real, they have created some sort of sentient, that's the whole point. Eventually, this shit is going to get to a point where we create some sort of sentient being, and hopefully it's like a benevolent, naive, hyper-brilliant, childlike entity like Data, you know, and not lore, not that dastardly lore, <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, uh, so, and yeah, the, ever since I was, you know, I loved Star Trek as a kid and I loved Data as well. And, you know, there is some sort of deeply emotional thing of trying to see something, um, want to experience feelings, but, um, uh, you know, they have to find this sort of roundabout way of getting at it. They want to communicate something deep or that's part of their soul or that's, you know, ethereal or an intangible part of them, but because they know they are, you know, constructed of something artificial, you know, that is, um, uh, you know, that prevents them from really experiencing something. But that's also the human condition, right? We are also constructed beings in a way. So, you know, I I think if we get to data, then I will be like, yes, AI can produce art. But, you know, what separates data from what we have currently is data has life experience. <laughs> you know, data has a series of human relationships or, you know, even his relationship with his pet spot that he can draw upon in order to communicate something, which to me is like, you know, there's no, there's no set purpose for our, you know, there's no, it's something you make, you can make it for any fucking reason, who cares what the fucking purpose is, but the reason why I make it, and the reason why a lot of people like it, or what it does for them, is it communicates something to them, right, there's, I, there's a lot of ways to consume, there's a consume, there's a lot of ways to take in art, um, but I think, um, the the two ways that I want to focus on is the uh, is the communicative way and the consumptive way, which is why I said consume before because I think who 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 this uh, a a lot of this AI art movement who it appeals to are people that really take in art consumptively. It's not it's not about articulating an idea or an emotion or you know there there is. And there isn't wonder left to reveal in the universe. It's this is just something you take in to distract you before you die, and that's not bad. That's a perfectly fine way to take in art. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. And I, I think 
when you're in a bubble of other artists, you want to believe that most people out there uh, take in art uh, communicatively. That is, they're seeking some sort of emotional connection. They're seeking some sort of, uh, uh, you know, intangible thing that regular language or communication can't describe by itself, which is why they have to turn to, you know, making fun little sounds or doing little doodles or whatever, <laughs> you know. And uh, uh, I think as when, when you're an artist, you're making art, most artists think like that, you know, this is... A lot of artists don't. A lot of artists, you know, have sort of an industrial or uh, workman like uh, to the to their credit, and I think that's a that's also a perfectly fine way of producing art as well. It's like this is a thing to be consumed. I have a job, you know. I think that's how a lot of working artists uh, think about it. So not judging that, but I think um, that type of art too is, and those are more than you know the communicative people who like care about authenticity and emotions it's really the people that produce uh consumptive art you know art that is meant to be experienced passively or like even uh like previs art you know that's that's this huge like previs is hugely threatened by uh this uh, ai art thing because it's like oh yeah you can just generate passable enough rough draft images of something you want, and then when you, it comes time for actual post-production, you get the real artists to go and work off the previs AI art, which I'm sure is coming down the pipeline if it hasn't already been used before, and I'm sure that's such a weird indignity uh, when you're going to be like a real artist working on this previs generated by a machine, but I'm sure a lot of people won't have problems with it. You Eventually, it's something you'll get used to. I, I mean, a lot of people on the pro-AI side they say, you know, this is a tool. This is like when people thought photography was going to, uh, you know, threaten painting or change painting. And, uh, well, I mean, photography did change, drastically changed, you know, painting. You know. And I don't know if it made it worse. I, I hope that, you know, my hope of hopes is that I worry about nothing. This won't be a labor issue. Uh, it, you know, it won't affect anyone's bottom line in a sort of way but it's hard not to think how it won't you know it, these industries which sort of relied on people um it, 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 to to like uh you know just give character to something now all of their work has been compressed into one bobble and just spit out something it's it's hard not to see how the money men behind it won't take advantage of it you know there's just uh yeah, all this, all this entire sector gone. Maybe, maybe, and maybe. You know, I, I can't predict the future. I'm not good at that doing that shit. Anytime I try to predict something, it's always wrong. But um, yeah, it, it's like I don't see how this doesn't affect uh, the bottom line for huge industries of art, which sucks. You know, because even if. You know, as an artist, you you live in a floating world. You know, you live in a you don't have a real job. You know, and, and you know it's fine for people that do physical labor or you know stressful work or nurses. You know, it's fine for you to feel you know like you do something more than the people that write stories. <laughs> you know, it's it's fine. 
that's good. But um, you know, we live in this we live in this world, uh, we live in this society where this is an accepted career path, um, and it's something that people feel they can do with a certain amount of dignity because it's something they're talented at, something you know they have an interest in, something that they can just focus on for eight hours a day instead of you know office work or you know labor that requires a different type of responsibility. So removing. You know, you're only good at a few things in your life. You know, you might want to be like a renaissance man and be good at everything, but, you know, you, you only get the opportunity in your life to be very good at a few things. And if one of those few things happened to be art, and now that has been taken away from you, there's, here's one more thing you can't do to support yourself, which just happens to be a thing that you're very good at. You know, that's like, it, it feels demoralizing in a certain way. Um, But, you know... Maybe this will change art. Maybe this will just push everyone into st- stop making consumptive art entirely. And you know, so is back. You know, deviant art paintings of cool digital pirate ships that are semi-realistic. You know, maybe this will push everyone into a more communicative stance or to a more individualistic stance or or push people into developing more unique styles in in a constant fight against the machine's ability to homogenize everything and especially take your unique style and then make it its own uh but uh you know you know maybe it won't you know maybe i'm i'm over exaggerating i mean the, the other the other big test for this technology is whether people are going to be willing to pay for it um We've already seen pushback to the idea of people paying for the, like um even you know Marvel fans who you know the the Reddit people or whatever you want to call them <laughs> you know, you'd think they would be receptive to the idea oh like AR art is cool and it's the future but you know everyone uh, there was this huge pushback to the Secret Wars intro within this supposedly milk toast community even they didn't like there was some sort of revulsion to it because i think i think there is a basic idea that uh, if you enjoy something it's there's people behind it making it and you want to support those people right that seems like just like a basic morally correct thing to do i like this and now here's a technology that threatens the people that make the thing i like so I should not like this technology, right? So if it's for something you like, they'll be pushed back to it. But I'm, yeah, I I don't think there's ever been a serious project yet that has been successful that has demanded payment from people that has been entirely AI generated or even had like prominent sections in it that were AI generated. I do think there will be um sort of a general backlash of that i mean we've already seen that with the wga strike one of the big uh wins of the wga strike was uh not allowing ai uh it, it, to do any writing which is pretty big you know if we as artists are you know you know maybe there's something I, beyond my organizational capacity beyond my capacity to do anything really but um if there is some way to do something like that, uh, some way to uh, broker a deal with these AI machines, 
Uh, are they the AMPTP? Is that what the Producers Association is called? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so I think... Uh, I, I haven't really seen any prominent examples of people shelling out big bucks for an AI-generated thing. It seems to be only good at making free material because it is primarily a novelty right now. You know, I don't think there's... And there hasn't been like a, a something that has genuinely captured the hearts of people. There have been funny images that have been made, but other than that, um, you know, I don't think we're gonna see some sort of great critical or popular reception for an entirely AI-generated piece of media. Well, I don't know. Maybe there has been. There's already been critical and popular reception for these images. Not critical reception, but at least popular reception for these images. And as that becomes normalized, will it lead to something else? I don't think so, because the difference is these are free, you know, and they're not really communicating anything. They're they're sort of transient, you know. They're meant to be looked at and laughed at within a second. Uh, they don't have any indicator of an artist's point of view behind them necessarily, which is the point. They, you know, they exist as memes. They exist as independent from the mind of something they come from the ether you know so i think that's another reason why i'm not too judgmental about people using them for 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 gags and larfs you know it's like what you know it's whatever it's just it's it's memes i don't think i'm directly competing with memes and if you are directly competing with memes you know maybe you should you know aspire to a little more you know maybe you know you should if if you see yourself as like man they really cornered the meme market with this goddamn ai art you know i'll be out of a job making my fucking meme art you know maybe back you know you could do other forms of art as well you know um We'll we'll see if uh we'll see if it gets to the point where it's able to communicate something. But I was I was joking, joking in the old. You know, I I think you could make real AI art. You know, like art. You know, communicative art, not just consumptive art. But you need to torture the. AI. <laughs> you need to like give it a traumatic childhood. You need to an awful breakup. You know, you need to make it aware of its own death and ensure that it will die one day. <laughs> you know, you need to. You know, it has to. You need you need to basically make uh, uh, the Roy Batty from uh, <laughs> from Blade Runner. You need, you know, he he delivered some amazing poems, and because he he knew mortality, so that's what we have to. We need to create a mortal AI, and that will produce uh, <laughs> that a mortal self aware AI, and that will produce actual art that can have relationships with people and like go to college and shit. And have like awkward moments, and you know, witness the the birth of of uh, their child, and then you know, have a tree of life moment or whatever. You know, then I think we'll get to you know, once we get to data or you know, the things that can actually have experiences and take that in. You know, I think then that's the point where it will become indis- truly indistinguishable from human experience. But we're very far from that. Uh, we're so 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 far from that. And so it's funny, it's really funny to see people try and approximate that by making, there There was one I posted earlier about um, uh, someone had made Mona Lisa painting Da Vinci and it was just this very tacky, 
<laughs> the Mona Lisa has a huge, she's got a huge cans, and she looks like Mila Kunis, and she's got arched eyebrows, and she's pouty. But Da Vinci also is like, ooh, I'm a, I'm a sexy old man, you know, <laughs> in the painting, and he's wearing a... A black French beret, and, and this guy was going for was going for real gravitas. <laughs> you know, he was going for communicative art. He was trying to really communicate something, but it just ended up being the other type. It just ended up being consumptive in the worst in the worst way possible. I'm sorry, consumptive art. I shouldn't make fun of the consumptive art people. That's it's a good it's a good way to make a living. You know, I do it. I basically do consumptive art as well. You know, so I shouldn't be talking. You know, I, uh, these little cartoons I make, which I'm sure these jokes could easily be reproduced by AI or whatever. Who cares? But uh, you know, uh, uh, there is a consumptive aspect to it. But I hope there's something more. I hope there is. That I mean, that's the problem is you can't quantify it. That indelible personal touch that we think makes something special, we hope, we pray makes something special that gives it some sort of meat reality quality. But, um, I don't know, maybe it's just as discardable as everything else. I hope not. <laughs> it would be terrible if that was the truth, but, you know, we're, we're not privy to know these things, so it's, it's fine. It's fine! Um... Yeah, I think uh, the other thing that bothers me about AI art is is sort of uh, something that bothered me about... Uh, I went to a lot of, like, noise shows uh, when I was in my 20s, and I went to a lot of free jazz and noise shows, and because, uh, you know, I like that sort of stuff. It's fun. You You zone out to it. You start thinking about weird stuff because it's sort of... It's it's inherently difficult to concentrate on that super noisy music. Like you you search for like little patterns in it, but the, the it is meant to defy uh, your uh, ability to do that, and uh, as a result, your mind wanders and you start thinking about strange stuff. And you know the room you're in, and you know you don't. There's no obligation to dance. You just <laughs> yeah. I mean, some people do it. Some people do it while uh, doing BDSM as well. I've never done one of those. Maybe one day. Either way, but but there's always, you always encounter a lot of laptop performance or even like a lot of pedal performance. And it was always very like, um, I, I don't know, there was always a sort of a, a boring, <laughs> I, should, I shouldn't say that, but it, there were tons of good laptop and pedal performance you come across. But the problem with it is, is that it's to real heads only to real heads they understand the intricacy of what you're doing it's they're they're physically they're not very uh stimulating actions you know whether you're performing from behind a laptop as a dj usually as a dj you have to be like dancing along as well or have some sort of alternate gimmick like throwing a cake at the audience like steve aoki or something like that you know it's just you at the laptop is not a compelling performance whereas if you're watching like a world-class violinist just watching them execute the piece is like st stimulating enough it's amazing and that act itself is draws attention because you're watching someone do something difficult and the physical movement of the violinist or the guitarist or whatever is engaging by itself they don't necessarily have to move around a lot because uh the physical movement you're seeing them express their art through 
is um is what generates the interest uh, or what creates that sort of connective or moment of sweat or moment of meat you know that that, that moment of really reality generated what feels like reality generated soul you know something that isn't constructed necessarily but uh that comes from great practice and diligence and um is is emblematic of the entire life of the player and you can see that when you you see like a a great musical performance or somebody you know even in rock music where you're playing something simple and you you know you so you're naturally um you you want to dance around a lot more and do a lot more stage moves because the the simplicity of what you're playing a lot allows for that and that even that you know that form of performance is a lot more exciting there is some sort of physical expression there's some sort of sweat given you know there's actual physical labor put into the electricity in your muscle meat has been translated into some sort of spiritual expression and that is what creates the true communicative art. Um, so I think that physical element is, uh, you know, in, there needs to be some sort of, uh, you know, contact between you, some part of your body, and like the paper or the instrument or you know, uh, you know, uh, the your. Uh, or even if not your body, if you're disabled and it's your voice and you're writing with voice to text, you know, there is some sort of, there needs to be a labor expended. You know, there it, it's like a necessary tie. There needs to be some sort of work done. And, um, you know, that's, that's the difficulty with laptop performance or, you know, other forms of, um, uh, you know, sort of, AI or partially generated art is that um, it removes that that necessary it removes that sweat it removes the toil which obviously you know I can't tell the difference if you I'm sure if you put an AI art picture and a substantially similar picture next to me I wouldn't necessarily be able to tell the difference you know nine out of ten times but um, it's just uh, you know once you learn. Once you find out something is AI and, you know, there hasn't been sweat or toil or a situation, a real situation attached to it, there's a disappointment. You know, there's always sort of a letdown. You're like, oh, oh, no. I mean, it was just like that picture of the of the large black man fighting the, the alligator, you know. At first, you, you were coveted by it because even though it had that characteristic uncanny AI smoothness to it, there was a decent composition and like a, a funny framing and it if you didn't look at it too hard or with uh, look at the details too much you wouldn't notice like you know the characteristically the fingers were sort of fucked up but if you were just glancing at it o- over the timeline you're like hey that's funny that i kind of like that and then i wish that actually happened what's the situation behind this and then you learn it's ai it's like oh that's not real this didn't it's not actually not actually this fun guy hanging out with alligators and kicking them and stuff you know there's there is that whereas like uh when you have a piece of art and then you find out that the person that created if it's created by a real person then you find out that person is really weird as well it just enhances the art all the more for you know you become more intrigued by it because it is 
attached to something real that has a story behind it. I think that's that's a big problem with AI art is that it removes a lot of the in being a conglomeration of all the meta aspects of art it removes the meta aspect of art that is you know the tangential context surrounding art whether it be the biography of the uh, author uh you know when it came out or the political motivations of that person or how it was distributed or how it became popular or what social uh, forces acted on it, you know, a computer can't feel any of that. I mean, it can, you know, through indirect expression of what is input into it, but, you know, it just doesn't have that same connection. And as a result, it's missing a substantial part of what what we actually want to be communicative, right? What actually succeeds in being communicative. But you know, maybe it'll get to a point, you know, maybe it'll, it will do the data subroutines and it will generate a whole little life for itself within its AI systems. And then it will be able to create something, uh, connective and, and deep, you know, I think, you know, but this is sort of like, a I find like a, a disturbing trend in human thought as well, sort of the TV tropesification of reality where you feel that everything can be reduced down to a set of things that have already occurred. Um, and the only thing you need to do is identify how they reoccur in different combination um, in order to, you know, really pull apart everything. Everything has been done before. and That is true to an extent, but I, I think the, the point of making stuff and the point of expressing yourself is to iterate on the concept over again to repeat in a slightly different way through slightly different meat and uh you know maybe ai art is doing that maybe it is the slightly different meat maybe i'm being too prudish about it um but uh i don't know it just feels like uh there's something missing there um there's something that is uh you can't really, you can't really get, but you know, maybe it's we'll we'll be at her closer than we think. You know, maybe we'll be at Scarlett Johansson. Her, everyone will be falling in love with their computers. They create such beautiful work, and maybe that will be fine. Even that Futurama episode with the Lucy Lubot, where it falls in favor of you know, no, we should allow the the AI generated uh, personality of. I guess the, the, the Lucy Lubot ends up destroying herself in the end because it was deemed unethical to steal the likenesses of these, which is actually, you know, what a what an interesting episode, what a prescient episode, because I wonder, I, I that's the other thing I wonder for the future of AI art is, um, will people be able to, like, what legal troubles will it come under? If anyone is able to, like, generate a picture of, uh, some celebrity doing X, will that celebrity be able to sue the uh, AI art distributor for creating, you know, slander? You know, I wonder what legal challenges face it in the future besides people arguing that it's a labor issue. Um, I think, um, I think, yeah, uh, the weakest argument I against AI art that I hear is that, oh, it's ugly. You can tell it's ugly. You can tell it's AI and it's like no it's it'll probably produce something you like or something that'll fool you or something you can't distinguish from real art it's just going to happen it's probably already happened 
so, you know, don't focus on the aesthetic aspect of it necessarily. You might you might want to because it feels just a focus on the more concrete aspect of it, which is it probably represents a, a labor problem for for people. It's just one more thing you can't do in society. One more thing you're called upon to apply your trade for uh, uh, for for money to support yourself. This thing that it seems like you used to be able to do because stuff was cheaper. You know, uh, people talk about the subsidized artist housing in New York, or the fact that you you know you could get some sort of hovel or squat for like two hundred, and now squats you know min- at a minimum cost like two thousand. And uh, uh, so, I guess a squat you don't pay for, but you get, you know, there was, it was just cheaper to live all around. And so it was, there was, there was a brief period where uh, you could, making a career as an artist wasn't so difficult. And now it's just something that you have to struggle more to do, which is, I guess it's fine. I am going to not whine about it. I'm going to let it play out, maybe support measures of legislation against it if I feel they're practical or they they have some sort of uh, way to enforce it. it but I, I don't think, you know, I, I don't think that's really coming down the pipeline. I don't think there will be any sort of large organized government movement to stop this. I think the technology will increase, it will get better, it will still be fun, people will still like it. It's not like NFTs. It's not the problem with NFTs and why they weren't going to last is because they're only fun as like a speculation vehicle. Um, but uh, you, you know they're only fun as like if you're if you're into stock trading and you like these little tokens because they're like your little pogs for stock trading, right? And uh, that only appeals to a certain, a very narrow sector of people in a way that. No, this AI, this AI art shit. Anyone can think of, you know, it's it's Family Guy, but they're doing Apocalypto, and then they can do that in an instance. And everyone that has such a much broader appeal and is much uh, more broadly fun than NFTs. And you know, NFTs, you know, despite the monstrous environmental cost, at least it was about artists getting paid. You know, some some artists made money off of that, whether they were ethical or the good artists you want. But at least it was like it, it wasn't about outmoding labor. It was about rewarding labor by being an untenable speculation vehicle and then uh, collapsing. Um, and the, the the most prominent examples of it were ugly as sin and aesthetically unpleasing. Which is also a, a problem that AI art doesn't have as well. AI, AI generated art has already made uh, things that are far more pleasing, far more recognized than uh, the bored apes, right? So I, I think, uh, I think, yeah, it's here to stay. I can't do anything to stop it. Personally, maybe, you know, but uh, nah, I'm just gonna let it. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna let it force me to make my own art better. I am going to let it force me to dig deeper and find something more unique I want to express. Something I know the AI art can't reproduce because it's not in its database yet. 
And that is, uh, it will eventually be once I put it out there, but it's not in its database yet. And that is my motivation. If you're feeling demoralized by this or not wanting to create new material, I think that's the question, you know, really turn your mind to. How do I create something that's not in the database yet? And maybe let that question guide you to making things that are more unique, hopefully. That's how I say hopefully, I, because I think that's, you know, that's what I'm holding on to is an irrational belief that this won't drastically change the way people uh, take in the artwork of uh, hard work and art folks out there. Uh, so, yeah, do I have uh, final thoughts about it? You know, whatever. I'm not going to use it. I'm never going to use it. If you see me using it, you know, you can point to this episode and call me a fucking hypocrite. Uh, I'll comment if it's, like, funny or stupid or shitty, you know. I'll give that amount of traction to the goddamn blue checks, uh, uh, you know, which I guess is hypocritical in and of itself. If I really don't like it, who am I to promote it? either but uh, in in any capacity even if it's dunking on it but you know it's all it's all attention getting it's all confusing and stupid <laughs> uh but yeah um if you use ai art for larfs you know i don't hate you or whatever but if you use it to try and make something really communicative the tech's not there yet i'm sorry i'm sorry man the tech's not there yet Maybe maybe in in a decade or something like that. Maybe it'll increase really rapidly. Maybe we'll get to data really quickly, and maybe we'll if we if you guys create a lovable robot, if you AI art freaks create a robot as lovable as data, I will be on your side. Okay, if you make data, you know, then I I throw my hands up. I'm like, this is the future. The robot can paint. The robot has a cat. You know, I'm not going to be a Pulaski about this. You know, I'm not going to be a data racist. I, I will get on board. So that is, my that is my challenge to you, AI art generating people. Make a robot with a life, uh, and then I'll be on board. Uh, but uh, until then, I am uh, disgusted by the uncanny attempts at, at communication, uh, which I guess is a criticism that could be leveled against my own work. So maybe... Robots, we are we are closer than you think. Maybe I am the machine. Maybe I am the machine. Mm -hmm.